So I sent you this, I sent you this graphic. This is a really funny thing. Somebody posted Andy Kim at Andy Kim NJ on Twitter writes, this is like a real radio program now at Andy Kim NJ writes, my wife wasn't thrilled when I put this Lego millennium Falcon on our wedding registry to not seem completely self-indulgent. I told her I'd wait until we had kids to build it today. After 10 patient years, the adventure begins. And there's a picture of him with his two kids and this very old, that's the, that's the older millennium Falcon. If you know your Legos. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, Kudos to you, Andy Kim. I bet you Andy Kim's an IT. You think? I'm going to go with he's an IT. There might just be a few IT people who are into Legos. <clears throat> Jay Tipton. <clears throat> uh, today's episode is brought to you by Liquid Death. New flavors. Now they do teas. This is an armless Palmer. Now, in all fairness, I hate lemonade. Ooh. See, and I can probably get away with buying that one because Amy likes Arnold Palmer's. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Asgar. As always with me is my good friend, podcast host extraordinaire, milk lover, Mr. Eric Anthony. But not sparkling milk lover. Let's just, you know. Sparkling milk lover. How are you, dude? Good. Um, I did not get sunburned on, on my cruise, so that's, yeah. that's a plus because uh, it's always a danger for me, you know. But uh, I wore the SPF 50 shirt, uh, long sleeve, and and the hat, and the whole nine yards when we went to uh, Royal Caribbean's uh, private island, Coco Key, I guess it's pronounced. Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, hotter than Hades. I mean, it was the surface of the sun. And even when we got back and I went to go visit my parents, like, I now remember why I left Florida, right? <laughs> because uh, I just, because, no. Because of your neighbors? No, it's just why subject yourself to that that heat and humidity on purpose? Because that's why air conditioner. I was thinking about moving to Miami, and, my, and Michelle was like, "No," and I was like, "They have air conditioners." Um, for those who are listening at home and like wonder like whether or not this banter is like pre-scripted, because you guys all think Eric and I are friends. I just want to point out for the record that last Tuesday I texted Eric with, "Yo, how was your trip?" And then he didn't respond. And this is the first time I'm asking him about it since he's been back. So legitimately, you're hearing it first, as am I. <laughs> well, because I wasn't legitimately back until late yesterday. So that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's cool. Um, yeah, I did get back. I did get back to that uh, that one person today that you uh, reached out to me about. Okay. Business first, uh, party second. I want to talk to you. I, I went to an event this week. I want to talk about it. Um, I'm not going to mention names, but it's pretty obvious if you know uh, if you know anything about marketing in the MSP space, you'll be able to figure this one out. So I went to this event. Uh, I, was, I was invited by uh, someone who's a member of this group, and I went as a guest, and it was cool. And... Day one was like content and driven about, you know, how to do sales and how to do marketing. And day two was more of them selling you into their thing. And I walked out of there day one with, I, granted, I walked out with probably 17 pages of ideas, but not because people were talking about things that I liked, but because when you go to an event in general like this, um, 
you hear one thing and then your brain starts scratching at all those other itches, right? So I'm hearing something about marketing and I'm thinking about things for the ACES conference or I'm thinking about like, what are we doing with our Halo setup? Or I'm thinking about like, why is the phone ringing in the wrong direction when it has nothing to do with, but it could just be because someone was like, when you're doing marketing, you have to have someone pick up the phone. And I was like, oh, phone, da, 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 right? And, um, but I walked out of day one and uh, my, the, the person who, in, who had invited me actually, he, he was staying with me for the night here in Jersey. And so he's like, what'd you think? And I was like, do you remember in 1992 when Don LaPree told us all we can make rich by putting out like little tiny classified ads? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that's this. Like, I get it. And I think, uh, I think a good amount of the audience were MSPs doing sub 300. Right, which, as we know, Dave. Sobel and we're not talking three hundred million. No, we're talking about yeah, three hundred thousand. <laughs> I think a lot of the people that were in that room were probably doing sub one hundred and fifty, to be honest. Um, and we 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 have the numbers to back this up because Dave Sobel on episode remember, remember um, has told us that like eighty five percent of all MSPs make under five hundred thousand. Right, and the guests that were coming up were guests who have had who who were star players in this group and you know this one person comes up and 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 they were like i run a 100 million dollar msp and it's all thanks to the group and and you're like oh well how did you do that like how did the group get you so far and it's like well the the stuff that you're learning in the group got you from 150,000 to 600,000 maybe to a million and then you met other people who also did that and then they combined forces and became one bigger company and then grew to 40 million and then combined forces with someone else and got PE funding. So like legitimately speaking, you're a $100 million MSP, but like at the same time, it's not really the stuff that they're teaching that got you there. Right. And so I honestly believe, and I apologize to anyone who's in the group um, or likes this kind of stuff, but like, you have to read in between the lines with this particular content really badly. And like a lot of the stuff that was there was stuff we've talked about. Have a process, have a CRM, have leads, get a list, clean your list, do whatever. But like the amount of people who I saw that were like zombie-eyed at this whole thing, holy Nike. Yeah, yeah. So obviously behind the scenes, you know, you've shared with me who this is. Um, and uh, if people will go back and listen to enough podcasts or enough stuff that I've done in the past, they'll probably figure this out uh, because I used this system in the past yeah. and parts of it worked really well for me, you know, uh, but here's the problem with any of these, right? They don't so much depend on the content. They depend on the person actually freaking doing it. Yeah. That, that's the thing. In fact, you sent me something else uh, over the last week. You sent me this um, this report, this MSP uh, sales and marketing report. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. And uh, I well, I, this dovetails perfectly because if you look at their, they had a question around sales and marketing experiences, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, what was your highest return on investment related to sales and marketing and what didn't work for you related to sales and marketing. Here's the funny part. 
the top three answers for both are internal salespeople, cold calling, and marketing agency. Yeah. The same exact things are the top three on both lists. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. what's the difference? The difference is not in what they did. It's in how they did it. Or if they did it at all. Right. So this report, just, just so that we share, uh, this report, uh, this this gentleman, uh, Fongvo, had reached out to me. He had done, he, he has a, a, a friend who runs an MSP who's pretty um, successful, according to him. I don't know who the friend is. And he found me on LinkedIn and wanted to know, hey, would I be interested in like feeding information into this report of his? And I said, sure. And I told him that we would be talking about it, right? So he's got 34 participants across the United States. Uh, annual revenue, lowest was 720,000, highest was 3.7 million. So we're talking, about, we're talking about the higher echelon of people because we talk about how 85% of all MSPs um, are under 500. We're already talking above that, right? Uh, shortest time in business, two years. Average time in business, uh, longest time, 52 years, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, average is 19 years because you couldn't have been an MSP for 52 years because 52 years ago, computers didn't exist uh, unless you were an MSP for typewriters. Um, I, you know what really got me? This was the big one. How many hours uh, do you work per week? Lowest was under 30, high was 90 hours. Because I've made this joke before, like only an entrepreneur will work 80 hours a week to not work 40 hours a week, right? Uh, which I thought. And so the, the the whole thing, this report, it's pretty short, but what has been your highest ROI? What has been, what hasn't been working? And it's literally the same information on both, not only just the top results, but like both sides had um, podcasting, both sides had PR, both sides had social or web or whatever, um, you know, the, it, it really comes out. And this is what the observation is. This is the observation from, from the report. I'm going to read it. So I apologize my YouTube viewers. I'm looking down for a second. It comes down to the skill level of the person in charge of the sales and marketing execution. Someone who has strong sales or marketing background is more likely to make an, a, an execution ROI positive than someone who has more of a technical background. The people of more technical backgrounds who still have to who still have a well-run sales operation learn sales and marketing themselves or hired a team that is good at it. It's also important to note that just because someone says they are good at sales or marketing doesn't mean that they actually are, i.e., hiring salespeople and marketing agencies. And like that's a hundred percent true. Like I'm I'm really good at selling. I'm not great at marketing. I can I can talk to someone. I'm really good at the I'm really good at the schmoozy stuff here. I'm really good at convincing someone to buy some something from me. Sign up at acesconference.com for your Aces Conference tickets right now. Um, I I've made this joke that I can sell a dead horse to a vegetarian. Apologies to all the dead horses. Um, but from a marketing standpoint and like the process of doing sales, making those phone calls, having that process getting your list, figuring out where you're going to take those Google ads, that is outside of my realm. And I'm very clear about that. I have ideas and I have ways of learning and things like that. And we've talked about stuff on the show and you're more of the marketing person than I am. Um, but this was a really interesting report because 34 companies submitted data and like, this is the same stuff we've been talking about for weeks. It's And it nailed it on the head. So congratulations to you, Fong, for figuring this out.
Yeah. So a couple of things. And number one, I'm probably going to have to mess with some dials here, but I apologize for anybody in the beginning who couldn't hear me. Well, actually, no, who overheard me because somebody messed with the settings on my my audio input. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? The ghost of ATMSP pasts. Either that or it's because I was gone for a week and the cat I, cats. Yeah, cats. <laughs> That's all I got. Yo, my favorite, I know we're off tangent for a quick second. My favorite clip, if you ever watch um Robot Chicken, there's this man, I love this clip. There's a clip of like a cat sitting on a stair and like a man walking down the stairs and he just falls down the stairs and they rewind it and they put it in slow-mo. And they at, you see as the guy walks past the cat, the cat sticks its arm out and it trips the dude to go down the stairs. And it just ends with cats are a-holes. And I, I yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. They absolutely can be for certain. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so there's some some interesting things about this report. Number one, I want to say there were only 34 respondents to this report. So yeah. it's a little bit of cowboy math. I'm not going to lie, right? Because 34 is not a statistically relevant sample. Sorry. Um, but it's still interesting. It's still interesting. Um, their average annual revenue was $3.7 million, which I thought was interesting, with a high of 10 and a low of 720. Yeah. Which means that's way skewed over what we know to be more of the average. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the average years in business, 19. Just I just, said I just said all this. Were you not listening to me? Were you playing with your dolls? I literally just, this is where I just made the joke about the guy being in business for 52 years before computers were invented. I know. I, Are you just feeling for time ladies and gentlemen liquid death is uh not yet our sponsor but if you want to send some liquid death to us eric will put our po box that we don't have yet in the in the show notes yeah and i promise i'll stop messing with my dials stop messing with your dials. look the report even though the report might be cowboy math and the report is skewed towards the higher end because yes 34 is not a significant sample when you're doing sample sizes based between that and what i saw at this event there were I want to say 150 people there, right? Um, both owners of MSPs, people who work in marketing at an MSP. The, the, the it comes down to execution, right? What's that? There's that uh, ideas without execution are hallucinations, right? I think right. it's Thomas Edison, right? Um, also, another famous quote: "Don't believe everything you see on the internet." That was said by Abraham Lincoln. Um, the 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 fact is is that like you need that process so the question comes down to is what is that process how are you going to do that so what the thing that this group was talking about and what was inferred from it was you have to start with that list do you have that list right and so last week full transparency eric and i were having a conversation before he went away and we were talking and i was being a negative nilly because that's just who i am and like i don't i don't i don't have that list I never bothered to get that list. And the problem is also obviously for Apple people, like, because I went to the person who runs the show and I was like, hi, I'm an Apple consultant and acquiring a list is 
not really something we can do because they're like buy a list and clean the list and work the list and massage the list and get that list to do make it your daddy and i'm like it the list doesn't break down who has Macs and who has pcs <laughs> right so like that's a harder thing for apple consultants to do and so but but for those for the for the majority of the listeners who are listening like you could just go buy a list right uh if you are a uh if you're in with I don't know about Sandler and partners, but if you're a Taloris agent, a partner agent, and if you're not, reach out to me, I'll get you hooked up. But if you're a Taloris agent, um, they have a marketing department. I did this a couple of years ago, so I, I, I'm hoping it's still true by the time this goes out. They have a marketing department that you can, if you're doing deals with them and you're getting like Taloris points, you can use those points to buy a list from Taloris, right? Um, you can you can go online and buy lists anywhere. You can go to your you want to you don't want to pay for it. You can go to your local library, whatever those things are, and they have books. What's a book? Is that like the paper version of a movie? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, except better. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you can go to your local library and you can pull this information from. I forget what the website is, some government website for your town or whatever it is. And it'll pull you all the NAICS codes with the businesses that you're looking for. And you can print that out for $4 a page at the library and then, you know, convert that and work that list. Like you have to, but you have to you have to do something, right? Like that's, that's, that's what I think the report is the takeaway. I think that's what the people who have actually succeeded in this program, what the takeaway was is you have to do something and you can't do the same thing everyone else is doing. Well, that's not necessarily true. You just have to do it differently. Now, you know, this is the big dilemma, right? Is sales and marketing has forever been the dilemma of managed service providers. And by the way, it's also been the uh, dilemma of plumbers and carpenters and anybody who does something technical, right? I thought you were going to say of anyone who does something where we have to crawl around on the floor. No, because that could include other industries that aren't. Yeah, but you've got you got to go under the desk wiring every now and then. Right, yeah, sorry, continue. <laughs> by the by, the way, you got to comment on that one uh, on on the YouTube video. Uh, you should go back and check that one out, and we can discuss it next time. Um, but it's really, this has been the problem for MSPs is how do I get started with sales and marketing? Yeah. In my opinion, you're not wrong about the list, right? Now, obviously for an Apple consultant, it's different. We know that, but for pretty much any business, you have to start not buying a list. I don't, I don't subscribe to, to buying a list but building your list. And it just means that you have some type of CRM that you are capturing these things in as they come through so that as you create new content, as you come up with new things to sell, you have them in a database that you can reach out to. I mean, MailChimp is free for up to quite a few number of contacts. So if you're just getting started, I yeah, think it's like 500, 500 or something like that. And you can send, I think, to that 500, 
three times a month, which is plenty. It's in, in fact, for a, for a nurture stream, that's probably a little too much. Once a month would be appropriate. But you have to have something to work with. So you have to start building your list. You have to have a CRM to do that. The CRM is going to either have some type of mail capability or you link it with, with MailChimp and, and you can use it that way. But you have to put the work into it. And my problem with buying lists is, yes, you can buy lists, but only if you have the resources to reach out to that many people. Yeah. And this is the problem with so many smaller MSPs, especially, is they try and go out and get large lists or advertise to a large number of people, and they simply can't handle the, the lead generation from that. If they do get leads from it, they're not capturing them, and they're certainly not following up on them because they don't have the, the resources to operate at that kind of scale. So when you're smaller, it's much more important to look for the quality prospects that you want to go out and reach and add to your CRM, add to your list, than getting volume. Because what you can do is you can spend time sending a personal email to a dozen people a week, right? And, and come on, guys, it doesn't take more than one new client a month to have a significant amount of growth in your MSP, especially early on. Now, as yeah. you, you know, reach that half a million, million mark, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit more. But by that time, you now have the resources to do more sales and marketing at scale. Yeah, if you're a one or two person shop, you're, you're doing this on your own. You're not hiring somebody. And I do agree with, I mean, I think even before, I think to build your, because a lot of people are going to say, like, how do I build my list? Uh, ask your current clients for referrals. Mm -hmm. Because even if they refer you to somebody and you email them, they, they may or may not need you right then and there, but you've now added them to your list. Correct. And that is probably one of the best ways to create a list. And by the way, referrals are not dead. If I didn't say no, that loud enough. No, referral, because you tweaked with your noms earlier. Referrals aren't dead. I do believe that, and, and people have asked me, why have I not done referrals? I have not done referrals in New York City. I've done referrals in our other offices, Des Moines, Columbia, whatever. I've not done referrals in New York City because in New York City, it's such a fast-paced thing that a lot of our clients don't want to give our name away because they're afraid that we won't be there for them. Because like in New York City, like if you call a plumber and he's like, oh, I'll be there in four hours, you're going to call another plumber. Like who could be here in 30 minutes, right? So like that's been that's been a little bit of an issue for us um, again because I'm the negative Nilly. But like in our other neighborhoods where it's not as it's not as you know cutthroat, um, I think it's fine. So yeah, referrals are not dead. You should definitely be asking them. But you also have to know, and maybe we'll do an entire episode about referrals on how to ask for that the right way because um, you can't just go to a client and go like, hey, I need new business. Can you can you? Do you have any friends? Like that's not going to work, right? Um, so there's the right way to do referrals. There's incentive uh, ways to incentivize referrals. Uh, there are ways to acquire those, but you have to you have to do the right way. So we'll, we'll talk about we'll do we'll do an episode on referrals. Um, yeah, because there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, 
But I think, you know what, I think I, I want to, I think we might want to do, and I'm going to put you on the spot for this one. So this way we can keep track of this is that like, I think every couple of shows we should do like the pro we should just lay out the process, right. For people. So this will be episode one of process, which is build your list. And the first thing I want everyone to do is like, make sure you have Microsoft Excel or Google Sheets accessible and you're going to create a spreadsheet called my list and that's m-a-l new word i-s-t um and you're gonna do your column headers right first name last name company email address phone number how you found them what do they do their linkedin profile um put in a notes column to keep track put in a last first contact last contact date so this way you can know when the last time you spoke to them and then a column for something like which you know uh, which technique you want to use to reach them whether that's phone call email in person or whatever start there that's your first step right start there and then leave a comment below in the facebook group facebook.com group slash uh atmsp and tell people and and and, and just say i did it that's all I want you to do. You know what? Make it even easier. A green check mark em emoji. Just there let you me know go. you did it, right? And then we'll do. We'll we'll talk about on another episode. We'll do your next step, which is how you're going to ask for those referrals, and then you're going to start building your list with that. I think that's a good way to do things. Yeah, um, and if I like putting this on the spot, have a CRM use that rather than the spreadsheet. But Justin is absolutely correct. You can do this with a spreadsheet. Well, I'm assuming that there's a lot of people that are, if we're that small, uh, if you're a one or two person and you're, and you're first starting out, you, you may not have a CRM. So if you have a CRM, use your CRM. If you don't have a CRM, I'm going to help you build a CRM. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash all things MSP uh, is the right one. I'm doing it fast today. Go there and leave a check mark. And by the way, while we're, while we're talking about this, while we're talking about the Facebook group, um, we are less than a hundred people away from having 5,000 members in the group. So uh, if you have a friend that's not in the group, if you're not in the group, go join the group because we're getting really close to that 5,000 number and uh, it would just be great to get to there by the end of the month. The There's funny thing here is how you're asking for referrals. <laughs> that's right, I'm asking for referrals. Right? Yeah. But did I ask for a referral? No, I didn't. I asked. You said tell a friend. Tell a friend, which is different than asking for a referral. But That's true. it's value based, right? Because the value that you get out of being in the group, or you get from these podcasts, or you get from the live streams, whatever it is, your friends can have that value too. Right. Everybody, every MSP knows another MSP. Help another MSP out. Uh, and and take a listen to uh, the All Things MSP, or go to the MSP All Things MSP group and take a listen to and have them listen to our podcast. This uh, this Arnold this armless Palmer is really making me a little tongue tied today. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I got to stick to the sparkling water. Uh, if you want to send me Liquid Death, uh, we'll make a PO box and you can send that to me. You'll have to have your own PO box though, because I'm not getting stuff at our PO box. And then shipping it to you, you know, so. See, 
This is something we could talk about in a text message if you actually responded to me. <laughs> See, got to bring it all the way back. Well, that's it for us at the All Things MSP podcast. Join the group. Be one of those uh, last. We'll, we'll maybe celebrate the 5,000th person. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash All Things MSP. Follow us on YouTube. YouTube.com uh, slash at All Things MSP. That's the at sign. Uh, all things must be listen to. I mean, you're listening to us, which is weird for me to say this, but listen to us on all the other platforms and raise our numbers. Like, subscribe, leave a review. And if you want to be on the show, atmsp.link slash forward slash podcast. And uh, you can come on and we can talk about your marketing troubles or your business troubles or, you know, what what are your thoughts on the new liquid death, fla- liquid death flavors? Come on, join us. Uh, That's it for us. I'm Justin. That's Eric. Bye. Uh, I heard I was listening to a podcast. I have this uh, a podcast that I listened to that I love called Off Off Menu. It's a British these two British comedians, and they they bring on a, a guest and they make them talk about like their dream restaurant. So like, what's your favorite meal or whatever it is? And they always start with. Sp- still or sparkling and uh this particular guest was like sparkling you're in a restaurant what are you a neanderthal i can get still at home and one of the co-hosts is like well you get sparkling at home also if you have a soda stream and the other the other guest goes he goes he just go he, he curses so you'll bleep me he just goes soda stream and they were like why he's like and the first guest the first host was like because he tried to use it and broke it and the guest was like did you try to like put bubbles into milk and the, <laughs> the guy was like, I don't want to talk about it, which means he clearly did. Obviously. Right? Why do people try to you get the soda stream, you screw the thing on, nice tight seal. Why do they put things in there that shouldn't be that's not water? Who wants carbonated milk? That's disgusting. <laughs>